What's good, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Amatelica TIS podcast with your host, yours truly, Jai Shields, here on this Thursday, February 4th, the year 2021. You know what uh, you know what I'm talking about this time around this week, all about Super Bowl 55, preview of Super Bowl 55, the game that is forthcoming on Sunday evening, as well as it gets some other things outside of football, off-season news, baseball I got to get to, as well as a little NBA with that uh, courtside Karen nonsense and uh, get to get to the uh, get to the broad uh, going back and forth, getting into a pissing match along with uh, their you know her uh, her um, sugar daddy getting into a pissing match with LeBron James down at the ATL on what I believe either was Monday or Tuesday night. It's been a long it's been a long ass week, so forgive me if I if I don't have the correct day. But let's jump right into it. Uh, and I don't have any no guests to this show. I mean, if you've been listening to the radio, Sports Talk Radio, all this week, you hear these A-list guests, and you know, from Derek Brooks to uh, from Derek Brooks to Ryan Fitzpatrick to Tua Tagovailoa to I mean, you name it to uh, Camille Costic and no A-list guests on this program, unfortunately. Try. Reached out to uh, YouTuber Urinating Tree and Brandon Perna, that's good sports we had on back in October, to see if we can get them on the show. Uh, I have still yet to hear from them, so if I end up do getting them on, it will be uh, to it will be to uh, recap Super Bowl Fifty Five instead of previewing it. And Brendan, we will have a separate podcast episode for you. The Saturday before, so February the 6th, me and Brennan will both break down a Super Bowl 55 in a separate podcast episode. But it's just you and me for the next uh, hour plus that uh, that we are together here on this uh, fourth day of February, the year 2021. Uh, I'm up to my, uh, was up to my armpits in snow the last couple of days, huge snowstorm came across the, the mid-Atlantic and northeastern part of the United States, you know, dropping as much as two feet of snow in some areas of the, uh, in some areas of the northeastern region. So, while everyone's down in Tampa and the sunshine and down by the water, you know, having a grand old time, I'm up, I'm up here you know, still in the state of Maryland, freezing my ass off, you know, having, you know, freeze my ass off for everyone else in, in America that, you know, that's around the Super Bowl in some form or capacity is living in paradise and I'm still stuck in hell. Uh, and I'm still waiting on my uh, Anchor merch, by the way. Uh, Anchor, in case you know, or, or if you don't care, I'll tell you, uh, Anchor updated their logo to see, it looks like it's a little sound, it's like a little sound wave, uh, or it's their little sound wave ordeal that they have going on or whatever, but, but it's like, it's, it's cool, it's, they redesigned their whole logo and their whole look and everything else, and I'm looking throughout the Anchor, um, Instagram stories, and I'm seeing all these podcasters getting these nice little, 
uh, goodie bags, these nice little gift boxes with anchor mugs and t-shirt and a hat and everything, and everyone's getting all these goodie bags. I'm like, well, I last time I checked, I produced my podcast through Anchor. Where, where the hell is my stuff? So, still waiting on the Anchor merch. If they even know that I that they that I record a podcast using their uh, using their uh, their their uh, their software, their platform, and still waiting on couple guests, you know, I am not Chris Mad Dog Russo, I am not Dan Patrick, I am not Rich Eisen, at least not yet anyways, and I don't have the clout that those guys do, so if, you, so, so I ask for your forgiveness if you're not going to hear, you know, big time NFL players or coaches or A-list guys, that, that is, uh, that is not happening, and Chris Mad Dog Russo was out of the equation, because he is busy right now, uh, breaking down, uh, the, uh, the week two game, the week two game where the Falcons blew a, uh, you know, the Fal- the week two game when, in which Arthur Blank's Falcons vomited all over themselves and forgot the rules about the onside kick against Dallas. So he's out of the equation interviewing Arthur Blank and Ryan Fitzpatrick and talking to Clark Hunt about, you know, the origins of his father creating a name for the Super Bowl. So uh, he's out of the equation. He's busy as all hell, so I can't go to him. I can't go to Patrick Maher, uh, my buddy, host of The Rap on SiriusXM Mad Dog Sports Radio, because he's busy with the two jobs, because he works not only to have a show on at night, but he also has, he works for VEASAN, that gambling sports uh, network, because he's a big gambling guy. So he's up to his armpits uh, with, uh, with work, too. Uh, and also he has to get ready because I guess Sirius asked him to do like one of those watch party things. I, I don't know why. I don't know why media companies in general think that people want to watch other people watch the damn Super Bowl. But but they but they asked him to have a little uh, do a little six hour broadcast on Sunday. So I know he's getting ready uh, to do that. Uh, I can't ask Evan because Evan right uh, Evan just got finished. Um, uh, him and Babchick, he got finished talking to uh, Derek Brooks and uh, Camille Kostick, a phenomenal uh, hour and a half, two hours worth of radio. So I can't ask him, and he's uh, crestfallen because his heat uh, can't get out of their own way at sub-500. Here we are, the second full month of the season, and the heat still can't get out of their own way. So I can't ask Evan, and Lord knows what Babchick is doing. He's probably playing back uh, playing back audios of Camille Kostick saying how much uh, she miss, missed him, quote-unquote, since uh, she had him last at Super Bowl uh, 54 down in Miami. So he uh so he's playing that bag over and over and over again avoiding his wife Bethany and ignoring uh, those three kids of his and refusing to change uh Billy Babs's diaper. So you can't ask Babchick. Evan uh, Evan's busy. Uh Mawa is busy. Dog is busy. Uh nothing yet from uh, Brandon Perna out in Colorado. He is uh haven't heard from him yet. He is, uh, right now, he is uh, just hitting his knees every moment of every single day, praying to God that uh, John Elway uh, throws away that uh, that night, that little prototype that he has of what makes it, of what he thinks makes a solid franchise NFL quarterback and breaks away from the norm and signs uh, Deshaun Watson, who wants out of, uh, who wants out of Houston, Texas and Houston, 
is uh, is not budging, but uh, Watson might have to take the uh, James Harden route if he wants to get his way. So can't ask uh, Perna. And uh, urinating tree, I have not heard back from him uh, either. Uh, tried to reach out to uh, Liv Cowherd a couple months ago, but I guess you know. All you gotta do is just be a kid of a uh, of a sports talk show host that isn't exactly uh, Christopher Russo. If I gotta be quite honest with you, I mean, I sent out an email saying, you know, can you do this this time? You know, if it's something that you'd be interested in, hit me up this and then and the other. And lo and behold, this girl actually has like a team that works for her. Now I understand that she's like sells socks with her names on it, but. I don't, don't. I wouldn't think that that requires an actual team to hire. But you know, when you're uh, when you when you are rich, when you know when you're rich and you got all the uh, extremities and privileges you, at your fingertips, you kind of have a unnecessary unnecessary uh, crap and unnecessary uh, people that work for you at your disposal. And uh, so that that uh, fell th that uh, fell through. So we couldn't get the uh, lovely Liv Cowherd on. Uh, when did I, I think I tried that back in the fall or September, October, and I heard back sometime, you know, before Christmas. So that fell through, so that fell through the roof. Um, give me an, give me an idea. Give me a uh, sports YouTuber. Give me a sports talk radio personality. Give hell, give me an athlete. I'm pretty sure, uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure lots of uh, athletes are just lining up to uh, to come on a show that uh, 15 people listen to. Uh, Mike in Orange County, uh, uh, Brendan, uh, my cousin Carrie, who actually the one of 30 people that enjoyed that uh, Chad Wheeler rant I had when I went nuts about Chad Wheeler and the double standard that exists within the national sports media. You know, we'll dedicate hours upon hours upon hours to television with Ray Rice and. When Chad Wheeler damn near kills his ex-girlfriend, mums the word, will screw, screw uh, having any mentioning of Chad Wheeler will talk uh, Deshaun Watson's whereabouts for nine hours and sweep it under the, under the rug and pretend like it didn't exist. So, uh, send, send me a name, Twitter, Twitter and Instagram handles at the J Shield. Send me a name, give me a name, give me a couple people that's gonna. Come on my show, you know, whenever I'm hard-pressed for guests, my mother says, well, why don't you ask Lamar Jackson? Why don't you ask LeBron James? I'm like, ma, ma, ma. There are, there are networks that bring in more money than I do, have more listeners than I do, have more subscribers than I do, that, you know, that have, my, what, that have much, you know, that are more big time than I am, and they can't get LeBron James on their show. And Lamar and Lamar Jackson, I don't think we, it would be interested uh, not to mention I go through the agent and that's a pain in the ass and sending emails and calling numbers and all, and all the logistical stuff. It, only, for, only for me to say he's unavailable, you know, call back another time. So I'm not going through, I'm not going through that. It's, it's not as easy as it looks getting, uh, getting these guests on and telling them to download the, this dopey anchor app where the damn bastards that work up at New York city don't even have the common courtesy of the decency to uh, to send yours truly a little care package as if to say thank you for using uh, for using their uh, software to upload uh, your podcast that 15 of you uh, listen to uh, Jacob uh, my buddy Ann's friend uh, cousin my cousin Carrie 
uh, Brendan and uh, Mike and the OC over his uh, vodka tonic sitting uh, sitting uh, by uh, Santa Monica Beach going over uh, 1979 L.A. Rams uh, highlights in, 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 in the back of his head. Yeah, telling me on Twitter and telling Adam Shine via the Triple A Mad Dog Six line of how he remembers watching Jack Youngblood play on a broken on a broken leg. So that is where you stand as far as uh, as far as uh, the intricacies and the whereabouts of yours truly, and uh, this sports talk uh, and this sports talk uh, podcast program. Anyway, on to Super Bowl Fifty Five. You know the matchup: Kansas City Chiefs. New England or New England Patriots, Lord have mercy. Kansas City Chiefs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, Kansas City Chiefs being just the second, or excuse me, being the third team within the last 16 years or so to repeat as conference champions. The Patriots, of course, they they three-peated as conference champions from 2017, or excuse me, from 2016 to 2018. They went to Super Bowls 51, 52, and 53. Today is actually the two-year, is it two? No, the three-year anniversary of Super Bowl 52 in which the Patriots lost to Nick Foles and the Eagles 41-38, but they were the they were the most recent team to repeat, or in their case, three-peat as conference champions, and then the second team prior to the 2016-18 Patriots uh, was the uh, Seattle Seahawks when they repeated as NFC champions in 2014, excuse me, in 2013 and 2014. Kansas City now, the Chiefs are the third team in the, in the, in the last 16 to 20 years or so to accomplish that feat as repeating as conference champions and making a second straight appearance in, uh, in the Super Bowl. They, of course, last year, of course, Super Bowl, 54 champions defeated uh with that well I think they were down 20 to 10 against San Francisco they came back to beat them so they are obviously be looking to become the first team since the 2003-2004 Patriots to repeat as Super Bowl champions has not happened in 16 years Seahawks like I said came close if it wasn't for Pete Carroll and Dale Buffalo essentially having their head up each other's asses and deciding to run run the give Marshawn Lynch the all pro running back future Hall of Famer Marshawn Lynch the ball at the one inch line they would have uh, they would have accomplished that feat 10 years prior to when the Patriots did it in 2004 they came close but no cigar and the Patriots like I said even though they three-peated as AFC champions they only they only won they won the two Super Bowls in the three appearances, but never back to back. They had the twenty-eight to three in two thousand sixteen. fell uh, fell short to Nick Foles and the Eagles, that team of destiny in two thousand seventeen, and then of course beat the Rams in that snooze fest and uh, the two and the uh, to decide the champion in the two thousand nineteen Super Bowl to decide the champion for two thousand and eighteen. Brady's back in the game. Uh, Brady's back in the game again, took a year and didn't even take a year off because last year he was at the Super Bowl, but he was in that suit. He was in that suit and tie with the NFL 100 burgundy jacket when the NFL had that uh, 100 greatest, you know, that NFL 100 greatest living players at the Super Bowl. Him and Bill Belichick were there. And of course, it was the famous tweet where Brady, you know, he's like, you know, next year I don't plan on being in a suit and tie at next year's Super Bowl. And lo and behold, look at where he is now. 
now, but he's back in the game. Tenth career, tenth career all time. Uh, second within the second within the last two to three seasons. First, you know, last appearance of course Super Bowl Fifty Three uh, as a member of the Patriots in two thousand and eighteen. Although for the although for the Buccaneers franchise, it's their first appearance in eighteen years. Yours truly was going on eight months old the last time the Bucks were in the Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl 37, in which they defeated uh, the Raiders by a large margin. John Gruden at the time was uh, was the youngest head coach to uh, to win the Super Bowl as they were champions of the 2002 NFL season when John Gruden was at the helm. Speaking of John Gruden, he uh, I hope Bruce Arians got him on the got him on the phone. Uh, this week, or or last week, or sometime before six before uh, six o'clock on Sunday, because John Gruden, granted they lost to him at Vegas uh, late back uh, in November, but John Gruden and the Raiders were the only team uh, were the only team uh, to in the 2020 season to uh, have an answer and to figure out. The uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are not going to count uh, the Chargers because th- no one again th- that was uh, you know they rested their starters so I'm not going to count that but they they in essence went 15 and they went for it's going to say 14 and two but they went 51 they were the only team that had an answer for the uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs back on October the 11th when they defeated them at Arrowhead so and Tampa Bay is going to have their hands full Tampa Bay. Their Tampa Bay's key to victory on, from a defensive standpoint is to take advantage of the Kansas City Chiefs' weakened offensive line. No Eric Fisher. Their offensive line's banged up. They got that other offensive lineman that's up at can that's up in Canada that opted out this season to be a doctor, exercises the doctor's license to uh, treat this uh, ongoing pandemic. So if you're t- and Tampa Bay's got a got uh got a fantastic pass rush and give them a ton of and give them a ton of credit. Can Tampa Bay's pass rush give the Chiefs offensive line fits and make Mahomes sweat in the game? You know, it, the can't, Tyree Kill can't can't uh, have 200 yards receiving in the first quarter if they expect to win this game, and he's not going to have 200 yards receiving when Mahomes when they when they put the Chiefs in situations of second and 20, third, third and 25, third and 50. If you keep Kansas City in the third and long predicament throughout the entire game, that's third. I I classify third and long as third third and ten or more. Tampa Bay's got a good chance of winning this game. You got to make Mahomes sweat. Got to make the Chiefs a little, you know, off their edge. Give them, a, you know, make them as uncomfortable from an offensive side of the football as much as possible. That's JPP. That's having a phenomenal pass rush, making Mahomes sweat, making him run around. Make you know, get him, get him off his game, get him out of rhythm a little bit. You know, get get a couple of uh, you know, when they get a chance to hit the quarterback, you know, whether it's sack or they hit him once the ball's released. You Gotta make my beat them, beat them up a little bit. Get you know, punish them. Keep pounding them into the ground as many times as possible. Because eventually, if you do that, he's gonna make a mistake. He's gonna make a mistake one time or another. And also, not only get to Mahomes, but 
like I said, you can't have Tyreek Hill burn you again with 200 yards receiving in the first quarter like they did that Sunday after Thanksgiving. That Sunday after Thanksgiving, and also for the love of God, if you learned anything from the film if, when they watched the film against Buffalo, for the love of God, you cannot allow you cannot allow Travis you can't allow Travis Kelsey to go nuts. Now they kept them in check back. Uh, they kept they kept them in check. Uh, back in November, to Travis Kelsey had uh, eight receptions, 80, 82 yards. So if they can, so so don't let Tyreek Hill catch 13, 13 passes for two sixty nine and three touchdown catches. But if you can have Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins and Demarcus Robinson and McCall Arbin put up the numbers that they had, you know, Travis Kelsey was held under 85, 90 yards receiving, kept out of the end zone. Sammy Watkins was Sammy Watkins and Demarcus Robinson were held below 40 yards receiving. They were kept out of the end zone. McCall Harmon was, you know, was not a factor in that game in November. So if you, if you, uh, if you take away the deep play from Tyreek Hill, if he catches the ball, you can't allow him to to catch. You can't allow him that two hundred sixty nine yards receiving, two hundred sixty nine yards receiving in the game. If you expect to win, that you can't. That you can't have happen. You can't. You cannot have that happen. You can't allow Tyreek Hill to go nuts, and you gotta try to mimic about. You gotta try to mimic your performance and and how that Tampa Bay secondary. Shut down Travis Kelsey, Watkins, Watt, Robinson, Hardman, etc. And you and and they shut down the running game. Clyde Edwards-Helaire didn't have big time running from. So all they got to do essentially is not let Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey beat them. Stop the Chiefs at the point of attack when they run the football and 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 have and have moments in that football game where Mahomes where Mahomes is. Out of his element a little bit, off 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 balance, off kiltered, you know. Got to give him a couple of as Greg as Greg Williams said as Greg Williams said before Super Bowl forty four, a couple of remember me shots, you know. Get to get to Mahomes and make him sweat, make him make you know try to make Mahomes off his game as much as possible. That's what you got to do from a Tampa Bay perspective on. The defensive side, from the offensive side of the football, Tom Brady's going to play his game. Tenth Super Bowl, he can't, you know, he can't be any any boring or any worse than what he was. Super Bowl Fifty Three. He granted he made the right passes to put that game away and let another game winning drive at the end of the game. But don't expect this. I wouldn't expect the same performance where Tom Brady, you know, doesn't throw a touchdown pass throughout the entire game. I don't ex- don't expect that. Uh, Tom Brady is going to have a phenomenal game. He's home. It's in his home. It's in his home stadium. He. I'm pretty sure he loves the idea. He doesn't have to spend an entire week in a in a hotel in a separate city. He can stay in this big mega mansion. Him and Antonio Brown at Derek Jeter's place in Tampa with Gisela and and the and the kitties. So I'm pretty sure he enjoys that and he loves that and the fact that he's home and doesn't have to travel. So Tom Brady's going to be on his element. You know, Kansas City's defense is good. It's not an all-time great defense, and and Brady should have not, Brady should not have a rough time, uh, a rough time putting up some points at least at least at least three touchdowns or more offensively from the Tampa Bay uh, side of the football. He was twenty-seven to forty-one. 345, three touchdowns, two interceptions in the game on uh, back in November. They got to Brady once Kansas City did. But if you're Tampa, you also have to, 
You also have to be concerned about, you know, offensively, their first couple of drives offensively uh, back in November Tampa, from a Tampa standpoint, it was punt, 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 punt. That was, count them, four straight three and outs, three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. You want to win the Super Bowl, your first four offensive drives in the first quarter can't end in a three and out. Now, Tampa is playing with a lot more confidence and is playing a lot better on both sides of the football in January, February of 2021 than they were in November of 2020. But if you are Tampa, if you start four straight, and I understand it's Brady, but if you start but if you start if you start the game from an offensive standpoint the same way you did in uh, back in November, you got no chance. If you if your first four offensive drives in in a three and out, your Tampa Bay is in trouble. I'm not again. I'm not counting them out because Brady, of course, is uh, is the comeback master and and you know and you can never count them out of a game, especially if it's the Super Bowl. But if they start, but if their first offense, first four offensive drives go three and out, three and out, three and out, Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay is in trouble. Especially if Kansas City, in turn, goes back and it's touchdown, 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 and it's up twenty-one nothing or twenty-eight nothing. Tampa Bay could be in for a long night. So Tampa Bay has to get control of the game, make Mahomes sweat. Not let Tyreek Hill go nuts. Not let Travis Kelsey go nuts like he did against Buffalo two weeks ago. Brady has to play his game, limit the turnovers. Again, he had three second half uh, interceptions against Green Bay two weeks ago, and you and you cannot have a repeat offensive performance like like they did in the first half. Where they put up a big fat goose egg and had four straight th- and had four straight three and outs on their first four offensive drives in the first quarter in November. That you can't do. You, you can't you can't do that if if you if you start if you start out sh- if you start out shaky against this against this team you, you have no chance you have no chance Brady Brady you know got away with it and got away with it against the Rams when he played you know when the Patriots Super Bowl. they got away with it against the Rams because the Rams got because the Rams got Jared Goff Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes you start four straight drives three and out Tampa Bay might as well give the Lombardi Trophy to Kansas City. Can't start four straight three and outs. Tampa Bay's defensive pass rush has to make Mahomes sweat and get him off his game and make him uncomfortable there in the pocket. Can't let Travis Kelsey go absolutely nuts and essentially go uncovered for the major for eighty five percent of the game. And you cannot allow Tyree Kill to to, uh, to have over two hundred yards receiving by the end of the first half. And that and the, and and if you do those things from a Tampa standpoint, you win the game. From a Kansas City stand, from a Kansas City t- standpoint, it's 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 very simple. Play your play your game. Be calm, cool, collected, and relaxed. Play your game. Run your offense at, like you usually do. From a defensive standpoint, put Tom Brady on his ass. Make him turn over the football. Stop Ronald Jones in the run game. And you, and you'll repeat as Super Bowl fifty, and you'll repeat as Super Bowl champions. Those two teams do what I said. You're gonna have a pretty interesting football game, in which, from a, from a neutral fan standpoint, I hope is an all time classic. 
Because if they, if they, all this hyping up and all this talk and Jeddah, Mahomes, Brady, this, that, and the other, and I get another, and I get another thirteen to three snooze fest like I got, like I got uh, three years ago, I'm gonna have an issue. Take a break. I got plenty of things to say about courtside Karen and that fiasco that took place down at the ATL, where coincidentally, where Super Bowl Fifty Three was played. Take a break. Back after this. Welcome back to the I'm Telling T.I. Is podcast. Switching gears now to the hardwood. Interesting uh, interesting set of uh, sequence of events that occurred on February the 1st on Monday night. So the Lakers, and I'm, and I'm not late to the party. I was all on top of this when this was blowing up social media late Monday night into, the, into uh, early morning on Tuesday, but because I do these episodes on Wednesday, I'm addressing them uh, now instead of when it was hot, hot off the press uh, late Monday night on uh, late Monday night into Tuesday. But uh, while the Lakers were in town uh, and in the town in the city of Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Hawks on the 1st of February, they took care of business against the Hawks 107 to 99. I'll get to the basketball side of it in a little bit, but when the Lakers were in town to play the Hawks, LeBron James got into a altercation, not an altercation, but more or less an argument, a pissing match, so to speak, with two fans. I didn't even know they were <laughs> that fans that they that they were fans allowed into that they were fans allowed into NBA arenas this season. I thought every single game was played in front of fans, but I guess not. Um, it, it got into it with two fans. On uh, got into it with two fans the other night and started arguing and screaming at them back and forth, and it and to to the point where 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 they had to stop the game in the fourth quarter, where the point they had to stop the game, and the two fans were were thrown out, were thrown, were ejected out of the game. And it resulted in this huge thing with this, uh, you know, where this where this woman, it was, uh, Ju- I I have the name right, Juliana Carlos, I guess is her uh, tag on Instagram, 
as as Pat McAfee called him called him the other day, Juliana Carlos and from Pat, this is Pat McAfee. This is Pat McAfee's joke, not mine. Pat uh, Juliana Carlos and Daddy Carlos is Pat. Ma as Pat McAfee put it, we're getting into a pissing match with LeBron James and got thrown out of the game. As a result, courtside Karen, which she which she ended up uh, being as which she ended up being named as uh, via social media, went on Instagram and screamed and yelled and bitched and moaned, saying, "Who the bleep is who the bleep is LeBron James? I'll bleep you up, LeBron." I don't care for LeBron. My husband can't stand LeBron. The, and just heckling back and forth. It was just a whole bunch of... It was just over a bunch of nonsense. Screaming, yelling, and cussing at LeBron James. Just because, essentially, her quote-unquote husband, which, and if you go look up these two, and if you look up these two douchebags on social media, the girl, the, the girl looks like the guy that she's standing next to it should be her father or her grandfather for Christ's sakes. I mean, if you want, I mean, don't make me, don't make me get out the Kanye West and the Jamie Foxx with the gold digger stuff. Sit up here, and then she's gonna sit up here and call social me and go on social media after the fact and call and call people on social media clowns and idiots for for saying that she's a gold digger and essentially social media essentially putting courtside Karen in her in her place. And she and she got all mad and and, and, and been out of shape about it and, and 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 was salty as hell because she looked like an ass and social media what it does best makes fun of people that act like an ass in in front of the uh, pu in front of the public light and on television, so it was just a huge 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 firestorm. I got a huge kick out. Of, I got a huge kick out of it. If those of you that follow me on social saw that I had plenty of fun with it. But I mean, you want to talk I mean, and the idea that and she brought this up in her little in her little uh fit on on Instagram. You know, the idea that the idea that just because you pay money and because you because you're a pen customer and you pay money to go into the arena to watch the event whatever the event is that you're watching doesn't give you the right and doesn't give you the license to harass essentially harass the people that 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 that's that's doing their job and performing and entertaining for you like just because you just because you pay a ticket to a play or a concert or to a basketball game or whatever Heckling saying boo, you suck, blah blah blah. That 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 typical cookie cutter heckling stuff, that's fine. You know, going to a baseball game and you hear that guy go, like there's not there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with that. But when you start but when you cross the line calling calling you know one of the performers of the athletes that's they're doing their job. That's how they feed their family, pay the mortgage, car, everything. When you start crossing the line and start calling them out of their name and cussing them out to the point where it's not so much heckling as more or less verbal harassment, that's where you cross the line. And the idea that it's like, what, and the idea that she brought up, well, I get to pay, I paid the ticket, 
I I get to basically say and do whatever the hell I want. No, 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 Barbie. It doesn't it doesn't work that way. Does it does not work that way. Just because you paid a ticket and 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 the way she put it, quote unquote, pay yourself. If if you didn't if you if you and McAfee, if you and Daddy Carlos don't pay the ticket, I'm pretty sure LeBron James and Savannah James and Brawny and I forget the and I forget his little girl. They will not be starving. I I guarantee you that if these two if these two uh, swingers from the ATL don't don't go to don't go to a Lakers Hawks game. In you know in early in early November or excuse me in early February during Super Bowl week, I'm pretty sure LeBron James will not be starving. But just because you pay a ticket to go watch someone else perform and do their job doesn't give you the right nor the license to act like an ass and to harass them. Heckling is fine. When you when you cross the line, it's a whole nother deal to the point where there's so few people in the arena, it's a distraction. And I don't hear anybody on social media say, "Oh, LeBron is soft, man. LeBron, you can't, you can't, you can't block out, you can't tune out fans heckling." It's like it's not about LeBron being soft. It's just about it's just the point. Like he's doing his job, trying to win a basketball game. It's not like that. It's under normal circumstances where the arena is packed with twenty thousand people. It's almost, you know, it's like, and 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 I'm pretty sure the arena's so quiet because so few people in there that he hears it, and he hears like every single word, and it just gets to a point where where they bring LeBron into it, where he has to, where he has to give him insults back and forth, and it becomes a thing that becomes distracting. He's LeBron James for the Los Angeles Lakers trying to win the basketball game, trying to, you know, he's he's got a job and a mission of his own here that he's trying to accomplish. And it's distracting and it's and it's this and it's distracting and I'm pretty sure it was annoying as hell while he's trying to do his job out there on the basketball court and he's and he's got these two these two dopes, these two nobodies, these two these two idiots that have nothing else better to do than to go to the Hawk games and to bring attention to themselves and get the little dopey 15 minutes. For, got nothing else better to do than to heckle and to cuss out LeBron James, who we all know good and well that if, that if, that if, you know, that if you take the law out of it and all bets were off, LeBron James would knock the liver, the living hell out of both of them combined. They had there, this girl goes on social media and says, I'll F you up LeBron James. Girl, really? Like, can can you can you sit down and shut up and know your place, please? You'd f up LeBron, really, really. You forty, and I don't give a damn. She says she's twenty five. I'm calling BS on that. You you in your forties at best, you know, probably like a bucko five, five foot six, five foot seven, maybe. Not even maybe that. I'm being generous. LeBron James is a professional athlete who trains and works out for a living. Six foot six, no, six foot seven, six foot eight, 260 plus pounds. And you're going to sit up here and, and with the chutzpah, the temerity, the audacity, the chutzpah, and the undermitigated goal to go on social media and say you'd F up LeBron James. <laughs> what crack? What crack? What weed? What edibles? What gummies are you partaking in that leaves your mind so 
screwed up that that thought would even pop into your brain for you to for it to pop into your brain through the nervous system onto your tongue and into the ether for you to even say something so remotely asinine as 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 saying that you would beat the crap up or or essentially cause bodily harm to the great LeBron James. Like give, like give, 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 give me a freaking break. Give, give, give me a break. Give me a break. Two adults start acting like it. Pops, act like an adult. Okay, you the broad the the the, the quote unquote twenty five year old act like an adult. Okay, please, please. Talk about you. You f up LeBron James. You sp- I I tell you what you f up. You're gonna you're gonna screw up. You're gonna screw up your goddamn on credit score with with these with the expensive Botox and lip injections you put into your ugly behind. That's that's what you're gonna screw up. I mean, give me a freaking break. I I, I gotta deal with these two dopes now. These two dopes got nothing else better to do than than to go to than to go to Laker games and and to wreak havoc and to be nothing but a but a mere distraction. Really, I mean, give me a break. And then the idea is she's gonna sit up here, try, go through. I'm not going. I wouldn't go through that account if if you if you had a gun to my head, I wouldn't do it. But for those of you out there that are interested, go ahead and go through it, okay? And sit up here and try to tell me with a straight face that she ain't a gold digger. What what a what a crock of crab that is. Uh, the man is twice your age, got gray hairs left and right, got veins popping out of his hands. What like you know he's got high blood pressure or takes hella steroids like LeBron alluded to, and you look like and you look like a clown or look, or look like you just got fresh off of the Real Housewives of Atlanta set. I mean, give me a break, these two dopes. Give me a break. Give me a break, because 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 all because they think I, we're 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 high and mighty, you know we're high and mighty, we're this that the top one percent, we're high and mighty. We we paid, we 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 stomached, you know, uh, we dropped a couple hundred dollars to get courtside seats to watch you play, and how dare you take a break from perform from entertaining me to. To heckle, to to start chirping back at me when I when I give you BS and you gave me BS right back. How how da- how dare LeBron James do such a thing? Oh, go to hell, will you please? And if and a good for LeBron James clapping back at him. Good good for good for LeBron James because because if I was LeBron, I would have I would have cussed him out, would have called him a couple choice names, and then and then to close it all out, told him to go to hell and dared them this and dared them to do something about it. If 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 quote unquote Daddy Carlos has an issue with it, I'd give him a two piece and a biscuit and knock him out straight 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 on the uh, straight on the uh, Atlanta Hawks midcourt logo in front of everybody. I don't give a damn who's looking. And if Juliana got something for it, okay, I keep you in mind. Get on the phone, with my wife Savannah, and have Savannah come down to Georgia and whoop your ass. Because cause that because it's funny that was another theme that was going around social media that night too you know how she was because of Savannah because they would have pulled that crap in Los Angeles and Savannah was in the building Savannah would have whoop would have opened up a can of whoop ass 
on courtside Karen and really would have showed her who's boss. But she got off lucky because Savannah is in L.A. and LeBron James is by himself. And LeBron James knows better than to put his hands on a woman, Chad Wheeler. He, he knows better. But if Savannah was in the building, you you, you bet your ass that, that Savannah would have had a couple of choice words and would have thrown some hands with courtside Karen. And, and if Daddy Carlos, quote-unquote, would have dared to do something, no doubt in my mind, I'm placing all of my money. I got saved in my two bank accounts on LeBron on LeBron James. I mean, you got, I mean, you got these two dopes that got nothing else better to do than to, than to infiltrate a basketball game, you know, to the point where they have to take a break in the action to address their tomfoolery. I mean, you you want to talk about two people that re that really are 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 a waste of space and really and and don't contribute anything positive to society. Yeah, none of us better do than to go to basketball games in the middle of a pandemic, no less. And you're gonna get into a, a, a pissing match with LeBron James, really? What well, what well, what a what a joke. Pulling and and the thing that makes it worse is the fact that she's pulling her mask down during a pandemic, spitting her coronavirus all into the air. And then and then and then and then and then the girls got and then the girls got the got the got the nerve and the chutzpah to sit up here and say, you know, when it, when the people at State Farm Arena asked her to put a mask back on, she had the nerve to say, "We've all had COVID. This is BS, and you know it." Really, this is. <laughs> really you 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 really want to you really want to go there now that this is what we're going to do now this this is what we're doing well what a what a disgrace what an absolute disgrace what a what a what a joke what a laughing stock these two are and for anyone out there in the media that out, you know, I'm, it looks like that the attention has died down. Thank God, because that's all that these two douchebags wanted anyway. It's just clicks and likes and media attention. So as I'm sitting here on Wednesday, it seems like it's died down a little bit. But if anyone in the mainstream media gives these gives these two gives these two dopes a television show or donate or donates a block of television donated to their idiocy and their tomfoolery and their ignorance, they need their freaking head exa heads examined. And what does LeBron James do? He goes off. He goes off. Puts up twenty one points, uh, seven rebounds, six assists, two steals in the ball game. Cause he's LeBron freaking James. And don't you forget it. And don't you dare disrespect the king. What 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 a, what a joke! What an ab what an absolute joke! You're gonna sit up here and sit up here and sing. I'm I'm an I'm athlete, Brian James. Is a child, please go go somewhere and sit your punk ass down. Give me a break. I'm an athlete. I'm an athlete, Brian James. Who is the Brian thing talking talking and speaking to me like that? You 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 heifer. Sit sit your fake ass down before before you get your ass whooped by Savannah. Give me a break. Give me a freaking break. Why, 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 don't you, why don't you go home and feed Daddy Carlos his high blood pressure medicine, his two saltine crackers, and, and, his, and, his, uh, and his shot glass cup of prune juice. Will you please? And and don't and don't fit and don't forget your appointment at nine a at nine a.m. on Saturday morning for your weekly Botox and lip and, and lip injection uh, operations. 
you damn clown. Take a break. I got things to say about uh, a couple of things happening off the field during uh, Major League Baseball offseason. Take a break. To hell with courtside Karen. Back after this. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Get down, girl, go ahead. You ain't a gold dicker courtside, Karen. Okay. Keep keep telling yourself that. As as Costan as George Costanza said in Seinfeld, it's not a lie if you believe it. Keep going with that philosophy. It's working out absolutely great for you. Getting lambasted and made fun of all across social media and all platforms and you look like a horse's ass but you may continue uh switching gears now to major league baseball there's some off-season news I, I need to address and get to before we say goodbye uh first off and i'm really sick and tired of seeing this you know i, I don't understand the what's with these what's with these dopes what's with these creeps what's with these uh, dare I say, pedophiles within Major League Baseball that feel obligated and 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 if they feel obligated to just like behave inappropriately around women, I just I I I I, I don't under I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't grasp it. I can't comprehend it. You know. This guy, Mickey Calloway, of course, formerly manager of the New York Mets, now uh, suspended Los Angeles Angels pitching. I don't under I don't understand it. Five women have been accused him of lewd behavior. You know, sending uh, sending him uh, requesting requesting nudes. Why 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 are we doing this, guys? Thrusting his crotch in a reporter's face when she attempted for an interview. Sending shirtless photos. Why? 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 During his employment with the Met, with the Mets, and he, it's like, why? Why do we? Why do we feel the need? Why do we feel the need to do this? Why? Why? And he's married too, which makes it worse. Why do we feel? Why do we feel the need, guys, to do this? Why? And I and 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 forgive me if I'm being. Forgive me if I, you know, if this may sound harsh here, but a lot of it, not all, not all, not certainly not all, but it's like every single time I read one of these cases, it's these, it's the, I gotta be honest, it's these white guys that do it. Now, sure, there have been times you can find me instances where these black guys do it, but in in the more recent time that I've seen, all I see is just these white guys, Jared Porter. Now, I mean, it's like I and the way I see these white guys that do it, these white guys that get accused of sexual assault in Hollywood, these white guys that get accused of it in the sports. It's these white guys that I I've cannot fathom. Like, guys, are y'all really are y'all really that like frick like are y'all really that damn sexually deprived to the point where you have to start 
acting crass around women? Like, are y'all that desperate? If if you're married in a relationship, you shouldn't even bother anyway, because you because you set up there in front of a church, or at some or at some holy religious uh, venue, you know, swearing before God and and all the witnesses that were in that wedding, and to your spouse that you you know you know uh, that you'd never cheat against them and you'd be with them thick and thin and all that sort of stuff so that's so that's just as bad that you just get you're committing adultery while doing this and then if you and then if you're a single guy like if she's not interested she's not interested no means no get the hell away from her get out of the dms get out of the text messages move on to the next one respect her rights and respect her boundaries as a person and as a human being Quit harassing these people. Like, it, 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 it ain't cool. It's not cool. It's not sexy. It's not fascinating. It's not charming. It's not. It's not endearing. It's none of that. It's 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 creepy. It's creepy. Uh, it's creepy. Uh, creepy, crass, and downright uh, heinous. Just stop doing it. Stop doing it. Stop doing it. No one, no, no woman or no one period wants wants to pick wants a wants a picture of your penis. No woman wants a pick unless you look like Dwayne the Rock Johnson with the, or Aaron Donald with your shirt off. No one wants a picture of 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 you shirtless, and no one and no one wants and 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 damn it, stop asking for nudes. Just stop doing it. If you, if the person, if the woman that you're texting or DMing wants to see you nude, believe me, she'll let you know. She'll let you know, and, and you'll be, and you'll see it firsthand. If she doesn't want you to see see you at all, period, and if she damn skippy don't want to see you naked, stop. Just stop. No means no. We we have to. We have to change the culture, just not just within baseball, but within our society. Of that, this nonsense—it's just—it's not allowed, and it's not cute, and it's just not cool. You, you, you come off like a douchebag. Excuse, excuse the 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 uh, the the uh, expression, but that you, but you come off like that because it's not cool and it's not funny. Just don't do it. I don't understand what's, what that's such a hard concept to understand and to comprehend. Just don't do it. No means no. She's not interested. She's not interested. And if you're in a relationship or in Callaway's case, married, you damn sure don't do it because you're committing adultery, you idiot. Just just stop. Stop. Okay? Just stop. Stop trying to make women uncomfortable when they're just trying to do their job. If you find them attractive, you want to ask them out or flirt with them, that's one thing. Sending, re Requesting nudes, sending pictures of yourself and pictures of your third leg, that's totally crossing the line. 62 straight text messages that aren't read and aren't responded to, Jared Porter, that's not okay, that's crossing the line. Flirting, complimenting, asking her out, fine. Requesting nudes and sending pictures of your unsolicited pictures of yourself, spam text sixty two unread over and over and over and over and over again. Not cool, guys. Not cool. Not cool. Not a cute. Not attractive. 
It's none of that. It's you, you come off like a complete creep. And like a pedophile. It's just it's just not okay. And not just in baseball, but with this society and culture in general, we got to cut this crap, fellas. We got to stop doing it. It ain't it ain't cute and ain't cool. If she requests for it uh, of of pictures of yourself, that's one thing. If you are dating, that is one thing. But when it's a complete stranger or someone that you're not or, or someone that you don't have that sort of relationship with, it just it ain't no it, that that ain't gonna fly. That ain't gonna fly. And these guys got to stop, whether in baseball and just in life in general, they got to stop doing it. Because it, it, it's it's a turn off for one thing. You look off like a creep for two. And three, I'm wasting valuable, precious time and breath and energy talking about talking about your creepy ass when you when these guys pull this crap like that. It's just it's just it's despicable. It's disgusting. Like, just st stop doing it. What's so damn hard about that? She's not interested. She's not interested. Move on. And I'm desperate for some sexual attention. They got porn sites. Think they stole, create, and sell Playboy magazine. Get your jollies off to that. It's what it's there for. You don't sit up here and 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 and, and sexually harass and, uh, and 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 make and make women trying to do their job and do their duty as a reporter, or as a journalist, or anything along that or anything along that uh, that occupation. You don't sit up here and make them uncomfortable by asking them for news and taking nasty, gr grimy photos of yourself, or in Callaway's case, thrusting thrusting his crotch in a girl's face while she's simply trying to conduct an interview. You don't do that. No, just stop. Damn, these guys are grown. Uh, these guys are grown men that act like twelve-year-olds, and I'm sick of talking about it. Damn, got to do better, guys. Got to do better. Have to do better. Got to do better. Especially you, the, you white guys out there. That's that you know who you are. That that do that do this sort of nasty stuff. Black guys too, but from what I've seen more recently, recently is these white guys that do this. That's that are pulling this crap. Stop! You're not in high school. You're grown. You're grown ass men who should know better. That are in positions of power. That's supposed to lead men that look up to you because. You're their superior, and you're sitting up here acting acting like a thirteen year old. It ain't cool, guys. It ain't cool. Had to get that on the board. Twins resigned Nelson Cruz on a one year, thirteen million dollar deal. Uh, Colton Wong goes to division rival. Uh, goes to division rival. Uh, the Brewers, formerly of the St. Louis Cardinals, he is now a. Uh, he is now a member of the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Nelson Cruz getting back to him right quick. Last year he hit um, he hit 303 with uh, 16 home runs, 33 RBIs. 2019 his uh, his you know when he played the you know the full 162 he hit 311. 
41 home runs, 108 RBIs, has absolutely resurrected his career and just has been a phenomenal player ever. You know, when he remember he got docked for the 80 plus games with the steroids and essentially has not uh and has not looked back uh, since. He started out with that phenom with that phenomenal season he had with my Baltimore Orioles in 2014, leading us to our first division title since '97, where Nelson Cruz hit uh hit 270 hit 271 with 40 home runs, 108 RBIs, was named uh was named uh, to the All Star was named to the AL All Star team that year and finished seventh in MVP voting that season. Went to the Seattle Mariners, hit the cover off the ball there. Uh, stayed was there for a couple of years and then went to the Twins and came up and was a part of there. Uh, and he finished ninth in MVP voting in 2019, sixth in MVP voting in 2020, and uh, led the Twins to two American League Central Division championships in his two seasons with the Twins. And hopefully he will get the Twins over the top and finally, for once in their lives, win a playoff series in 2000. And 21. Last thing, then I'll get to a break, give you my Super Bowl prediction, and then say goodbye. Uh, Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association are set to meet with members of the uh, Biden administration at the White at, uh, in the White House because Biden came out earlier today and said how he wants baseball to postpone their season by a month. You know, hopefully the case, hopefully the cases go, hopefully the cases, you know, will be down by then, and hope and hopefully, Lord willing, more vaccines will be rolled out. So you know, banking on the fact that the world and the United States would be a much more safer place, and hopefully Canada would be willing to have their border open up so the so the Blue Jays can play in Toronto. But uh, Biden and, and members of his uh, administration down in Washington want the season delayed about a month. Uh, the, the Major League Baseball, as far as the owners and Manfred, they wanted that. Uh, the Players Association rejected it, that they were going to have their season start in late April. 154, I believe that's how many games they were going to play uh, this season expanded expanded playoffs in the uh, DH in the both leagues and the Major League Baseball Players Association denied it and came out and said that they will not counter that they want a regular 162 game season regular playoff format like they had in 2019 and seasons prior in the DH only in the American League but if the U.S. government steps in and force them to start the season late April then they're going to have to start the season late April because it's the federal government and they can't do what the federal government tells them to do because they because they conduct their business within the United States. But as far as the uh, as far as the DH and and all those little intricacies will have to will are yet to be seen if uh, the U.S. government and Fauci tells Major League Baseball you're better off starting the season on uh, April 29th, April 30th. Instead of uh, the last uh, whatever it might be, March whatever you know, the last Thursday or the last weekend uh, in March, and they got and they back and they got to hurry up and make up their and make a decision, make up their mind of what they're going to do because pitchers and catchers report in about two weeks' time, and you got a month and some change before opening day. So if the U.S. government, among other things, wants to once Major League Baseball to start their season late, they best hurry up because pitchers and catchers are going to be reporting in about two weeks' time. 
And uh, and once that's done, uh, you're going to have another mess on your hands like you did last year where you call off the season while the 30 teams are, you know, at their spring training facilities in Florida and in Florida and Arizona and, you know, and essentially getting ready for a season. And then all of a sudden they got to put their season on hold again because the federal government says they shouldn't play because, uh, because, because it's a public health risk. They shouldn't play uh, because of uh, said coronavirus. But that is where you stand as far as baseball is concerned off the field here on this, uh, here on this, and during this first week of February. Take a break and I'll give you my Super Bowl prediction to close out the program coming up right after this. Welcome back to the I'm Telica TIS podcast. Back to Super Bowl 55, Sunday, kickoff 640. Super Bowl Sunday, uh, it's not one of my, you know, I love the Super Bowl, love it, love it. I always I say it's my second, I love the Super Bowl. What I don't love is the day because, you know, you wake up and it's like you essentially want to wish the entire day away. Like this time, like we're nowhere near kickoff at five and at the time I'm recording 534, you know, in the twilight, you know, you still got about an hour until kickoff, you know, on Super Bowl Sunday. So I don't really enjoy the day. Because you got to, at least from an East Coast perspective, and if you live in the Central Time Zone as well, you got to wish the entire day away. You know, 6 o'clock, 6 o'clock can't come soon enough. West Coast, you're in perfect shape, you know, because kickoff 3.30, 3.40, you know, middle of the afternoon, you know, kickoff and, you know, let's go. But from an East Coast perspective, it stinks because you got to wish the entire day away, you know, because you can't wait till kickoff. You know, the, the pregame show, the six-hour pregame show wears you out. Um, it, you know, it, 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 wears, it, wears the living hell, it wears the living hell out of you. Uh, and, you know, it, and, it's bor- and it's tedious and, it, and it, can, it can be boring and dull at times. And it's like, you know, and the, and the best way, honestly, the best way to conduct, you know, Super Bowl Sunday is essentially don't watch any of the pregame unless it's like an interview, a five-minute interview there that, that you can't go without watching. Uh, avoid any pregame shows and just essentially avoid the Super Bowl altogether until about 5.45, 6 o'clock. 
and then you get to see the stadium packed and then start to, you know, you, you start to feel the energy and feel the buildup because the players are in the stadium. They're dressed. They're ready to go. And it comes 6 o'clock, you get the introductions and then the coin toss, national anthem, America the Beautiful, and then kick off, you know, 6, 635, 640, and then away you go. But it's best that up until about 545, 6 o'clock, you 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 essentially want to stay away from the game altogether. Don't watch any pregame. Don't watch any pregame. No nothing. It, it take your mind off of the game because you know whether it's watch a movie, binge watch a television show, watch an episode of TV that was on early in the week that you happened to uh, not yeah, that you yeah, that you didn't watch when it was on live. Watch it on the DVR. Watch a movie or two. You know, go if you know if you have responsibilities, go out and run as many errands as you can. Get your laundry done, clean up the house, listen to music, listen to a podcast like this show. Uh, for instance, you know, if you got YouTube videos you want to watch, watch those, watch those all together in bulk. Just do whatever you possibly can to take your mind off of the game because as soon because you go you go into that pregame show it's going to ki- it's going to kill you second by second, uh, minute by minute that you know that it's not that it's not that it's not game time yet. So stay away from the pregame. You know, listen to you know, or if you're gonna do a pregame, listen to something on the radio. Don't stay away from it on television. Listen to listen to if you want preview, listen to it on a radio or on a podcast or a podcast platform. Watch movies, binge watch TV shows, and basically don't go anywhere near the Super Bowl. And that channel on your TV should not be turned to CBS till about five forty till about five forty five around six o'clock in the east and then you're ready to go see the introductions and all the ceremonial stuff and then kickoff is about 6 30 and away you go that's how that's how i would handle super bowl sunday and that that's that's how i would handle it me personally that's how i would handle it stay away from the game as much as possible that sunday and don't turn on cbs or anything super bowl related until about a quarter to six that's how I would handle it. Pass, you know, do a play video games, puzzle, do whatever you can do to take your mind off of it for the for the bulk of that afternoon to take you up to six. That's 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 me personally. That's how I would that's how I would handle it. Me personally, that's just me. As far as the game is concerned, this is a Super Bowl that that I can think of. Where I look at it and I honestly don't know who the hell's going to win the game. Last year I picked Kansas City. Kansas City won. I was convinced that Kansas City was going to win, and it was Andy Reid's time. And plus, Mahomes is a different animal than Jimmy Garoppolo was and turned out to be. Uh, the year before, I think I picked New England. I'm not positive. I'm not positive. I have to go back and look. But I, regardless who I picked, I had an idea and was confident in who I picked to win Super Bowl. 53-0-52, I rode with Philly. I thought Philly was a team of destiny, and they, it turned out to be the case. I got burned with the Falcons 28-3, but I was confident in my Atlanta pick. Granted, I didn't have, granted, I didn't have the show, but but I, 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 had, I, knew, I picked Atlanta to win the game uh, come this time four years ago. Super Bowl 50, I, funny story about Super Bowl 50, I bet my uncle... 
uh, a, a Papa John's pizza and some wings over Super Bowl 50 because he and the majority of the people that I talked to, my eighth grade science teacher included, swore swore up and down and 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 swore up and down that the that the Panthers weren't just going to beat the Broncos but pummel them. I said, guys, have you seen this Denver Broncos defense? This defense is no joke. And it's the team of destiny because I think it's going to be Peyton Manning's last. It's going to be the sheriff's last ride. And lo and behold, the Broncos ended up dominating uh, the Panthers for four quarters. And I got and I got and I got that and I got that one right. Uh, Super Bowl Forty Nine. I can't remember. I think I had Seattle. I'm not. I think I had Seattle. Forty Eight. I don't remember who I had in Forty. I think I might have had Seattle that game. Because it would have been, I think I might have had the other game. And the Super Bowl 47, I had the Ravens, Team of Destiny. But this is the first Super Bowl in recent memory that I can think of that I'm looking at this game three day, you know, about three days to the T. You know, the clock's ticking to about three days to kickoff. And I have no idea who to, about three days until kickoff. And I have no idea who the hell's going to win the game. I have no freaking idea who's going to win the game. I can see the Bucks winning, and I can easily just see, and I can just as easily see and hear and understand and get and agree with the reasons why the Chiefs will win. Chiefs have Mahomes. They beat the Buccaneers earlier this season. Uh, you know, they're meant to repeat. And then, and then on the Bucks side, this is Brady's tenth Super Bowl. He was in it a, a short two years ago. It's the Buccaneers. You can make the Buccaneers the quote-unquote team of destiny because they, even though Brady and Gronk were in it two years ago, the franchise of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have not been in it since 2002, and Arians hasn't been in the hasn't coached in the Super Bowl since he was in Raymond James as an offensive coordinator for the 2008. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, but he's never won as a head coach in the National Football League either. And then you, and then you have to look at the fact: well, Brady didn't. Well, Brady and the Bucks didn't. Brady wasn't going to let his team lose three times in one season to the Saints when they beat the Saints in the divisional round about three weeks ago. About about three weeks ago. When they played the Saints in the playoffs, they got swept in them. They got swept by them regular season. Beat them in New Orleans in January, uh, about a, you know three weeks ago. So if Brady is going to allow the Bucks to get beat three times in a row by the Saints, what makes you think they're going to get beat by Mahomes twice in a row this time? Especially because you know, and 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 Brady is going to get beaten by Mahomes three times in a row. They lost to him as member of the Patriots in December of 2019. Lost to him back in November, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, and then he's going to lose to him third time in a row. Brady now, and he, if if he isn't going to lose the Breeze three times in a row, it makes you think he's going to lose Mahomes three times in a row. I just, and he's the only and he's the only and 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 teams with Tom Brady on it. The 2018 Patriots are the only team to beat Mahomes and the Chiefs in the playoffs. So you have to factor that in as well. Not to mention, I understand it's a huge advantage because Tampa Bay is not, and the NFC isn't just the designated home team in the Super Bowl. They are the home team. You know, they're going to sleep in their own beds. 
sleep in their own beds at their own at their own houses. There's going to be a huge Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan base within Raymond James in the stadium. They don't have to worry about hotels and team travel, team buses and everything. So they can kind of kind of sort of treat this as as a regular as a regular home game. So that so I guarantee so for a 43 year old Tom Brady, I know that's an advantage. It's his tenth Super Bowl compared to the compared to Mahomes' second Super Bowl, and then of course it's a much better it's a much better on both sides of the football offensively and defensively. It's a much better football team than what the uh, than what the Chiefs went up against back in November when they were you know when they were two games above five hundred and their playoff fate was in jeopardy. And now they're sitting here in the super in the Super Bowl. You know, one of the hottest teams next to Kansas City in all of uh, in all of football coming, you know, from from uh, from December uh, up until this point. So honestly, I have no idea who the hell is going to win the Super Bowl. I have none. Flip a coin. You ask me to flip a coin. I don't know. I can see the Chiefs winning as easily. I can see the as as I can see the Buccaneers winning. It's about two, it's nearly a, a whole two weeks time, and I and I do not know, do not know, how in God's name. I I I I, I have no idea. What, I have no idea, no clue, no clue. Who's going about? Who's going to win this game? None. None. If I was allowed to, if I was allowed to gamble, I don't know who I'd bet in it. I, if I was a gambling, I didn't. I, I wouldn't know who I'd pick to win. I have this game is such. I understand the Chiefs are favored by three, but good lord, they might as well have this to be a coin flip. Because me personally, I have no idea, and I am being full front and honest with you guys. I have no idea who's going to win this game. As easily I can see the reasons for the Chiefs winning it, or just as easily I can see the Buccaneers winning it. I have no idea. And yet I'm about to give you my prediction of who's going to win this game in about a minute or so. But And because it's the Super Bowl and it's the last ever game of the 2020 NFL season, that's hard to believe just saying it and thinking it. Saying it and thinking it out loud, it's hard to believe that we've come this far, that we've got one more game left on the 2020 NFL season schedule until uh, week one of the 2021 season in September. But it's the last one, and it's the last time I will do this for the 2020 season. Had fun with it all year. It's the Super Bowl, so why not open it up to some prop bets? Super Bowl 55, let's go in the league where they play. The pay. Prop bet number one that I'm into, if you are a gambling fella. Tom Brady with the passing yards. The over-under with Tom Brady passing yards is 295, is 295 and a half. Um, Tom Brady in his last Super Bowl and Super Bowl... 53 he threw for 262 um and his performance against against uh, the Packers Tom Brady threw for give me a second here and the in two weeks before against Green Bay Tom Brady threw for uh through for in a 2126 or excuse me in a 31 26 victory Tom Brady threw for 
Over under is 295. Give me the over. Tom Brady throws for 305 passing yards in this game. Passing touchdowns, two and a half. Tom Brady, aforementioned early in the program, did not throw a passing touchdown against the Rams, Super Bowl 53. He threw three against the Packers two weeks ago. Two and a half is the over-under passing touchdowns for TB12. I will make it a. I will push it and pick Tom Brady to throw for two passing touchdowns in the game on Sunday. Rob Gronkowski is another prop bet I'm into as far as receptions are concerned. He only caught, get this, Tom uh, Gronk caught one reception for 29 yards, and that was late in the fourth quarter against Green Bay two weeks ago. He had a key reception late in the, late in the second half, which put uh, which put New England in a position for Sony Michelle to get the game's only touchdown via running the football. Gronk in his last ever game, which turned out to be his last ever game as a New England Patriot, caught six receptions for uh, 87 receiving yards. The over-under for receiving yards in this game, or excuse me, for receptions in this game is two and a half. Remember, he caught the one reception for 26 yards two weeks ago. Give me the over. I think it's Super Bowl time. All bets are off. If they, they got to have Gronkowski, as I know Tampa Bay strategy is ball control and to keep Mahomes on the sideline for as much as possible in the game, which means that Brady is going to get and hook up and, and, and with his uh, with his safety net. His main man is big. Uh, his partner in crime is the Robin to his Batman and the great Rob Gronkowski. Give me eight total receptions in the game for Gronk in Super Bowl 55. Another prop bet I'm into is Patrick Mahomes with receiving yard or excuse me with passing yards and passing touchdowns. Over under for passing yards in Mahomes in this with or for Mahomes in this game is 325 and a half. Give me the under at 295 passing yards in this game. Uh he threw for 325. Uh, against the Bills. He threw for 325 against the Bills and against the 49ers where I think uh, Clyde Edwards... No, um, what's his name? I'm forgetting him now. Uh, his name will come to me in a minute. Uh, shoot, forget his name. Uh, the running back that opted out for uh, Kansas City. I forget his name. My apologies. But in the Super Bowl... Uh, in the Super Bowl, Mahomes threw for, get this here, Mahomes threw for 286 in the Super Bowl, giving Mahomes to throw for 295 against Tampa, over under 325, give me the under for that. Passing touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes is at two, is at two and a half, over under is at two and a half. I will do the same with Brady and have it at a push. With the two passing touchdowns for Mahomes, he threw three touchdowns against the game against Buffalo. He threw two in Super Bowl 54 last year. I will push with Mahomes with the passing touchdowns at two. Travis Kelsey, another bet with receiving yards. Over under for him at the game is 94 and a half. Uh, last week, Travis Kelsey had 118 receiving yards against the Bills. Super Bowl 54, last year, he had 43 receiving yards in the game. 
Over-under for this game is at 94.5 for Travis Kelsey. Remember, uh, back in November when these two teams went up against each other, um, Travis Kelsey had caught, uh, like I said, was held quiet through the majority of that game. He had uh, eight receptions for 82 yards. Give me the... Under 90 receiving yards for our pal Travis Kelsey, the tight end for the Chiefs. Receiving touchdowns over under is at one. Give me the over at two. He caught two receiving touchdowns against Buffalo two weeks ago. Uh, did not uh, caught one touchdown pass against the 49ers in last year's game and did not score a touchdown against Tampa back in November. So give me two receiving touchdowns for Travis Kelsey. And those are your prop bets that I'm into for Super Bowl 55, if you care to bet them. As far as the game is concerned, Chiefs, like I said, favorite minus three, three and a half, depending on where you get uh, your line from. It's going to be in what I hope to be an all-time classic Super Bowl, the GOAT versus probably what's going to be probably maybe the second greatest quarterback in the history of the National Football League in Mahomes. I, like I said, regardless who I pick, the confidence with this pick is not very high because I can see either team's winning. It's a coin flip in my estimation and in my eyes. I don't see Kansas City blowing Tampa out the wa out the water. I don't see it. I understand. I, un I know I said earlier you know, that they blew them out, you know, I, I don't, I, me personally, Buffalo and Green Bay would have been better, my Super Bowl pick at the beginning of the season, Saints and the Ravens would have been better than this, you know, I don't really care for Mahomes and Brady, I don't have to go through that charade for the 900th time, but I don't expect it to be a blowout, I really, really don't. And I expect both quarterbacks to play well, not set the world on fire, but to play well. And I expect a little bit of defense to be involved in this football game. Last game of the 2020 season, Super Bowl 55, Chiefs favorite minus three and a half. I, I don't want the Chiefs to repeat, and I don't want Tom Brady to get his seventh ring. My hands are tied here. Chiefs repeat. They become the first team since Brady's 03-04 Patriots to repeat as Super Bowl champions. And then Brady has another chance to win a second Super Bowl in three years, getting his seventh ring and cementing himself as if he hasn't already as the greatest quarterback and possibly the greatest offensive player in the history of the National Football League. I'm not confident in this pick. But if I learned anything throughout my life and being a football fan and watching him play is that you don't bet against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. I understand it's Mahomes, but he's TB12. Everything is in his favor for him to win this game. Give me the Buccaneers to win their second Super Bowl championship, first in 18 years, and Brady's second title in three years, and seventh all time. Give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to beat the defending 
Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs by the final score of 31-28. And I did say, to be fair, I did say that a team was going to pick off Kansas City. Hasn't happened yet, and I will continue to say until I'm proven otherwise that Kansas City will not repeat as Super Bowl champions because TB12 and the Buccaneers will be in the way. Give me the Bucs to win this game 31-28. And, and that is your Super Bowl 55 prop bets and your Super Bowl 55 uh, game pick against the spread. Last game of the season, the big one, as Keith Jackson used to say about the Rose Bowl, it's the granddaddy of them all, Super Bowl 55. Hope you all enjoy it and stay safe while doing so. Follow the show on Twitter at Amatella underscore NTIS and on Instagram at Amatella underscore podcast. Follow me on social at the J Shield, Instagram and Twitter. Stay safe. Enjoy Super Bowl 55, everybody. That episode with Brennan should be uploaded within the next uh, couple of days. It's your boy, Josh Shield. Stay safe. Take care. See ya.